Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm gonna be going through the first round of ADP and talking about whether or not I would buy or sell each player at their current draft price. So basically whether or not I'd feel confident taking them at their current ADP. And if you guys are watching this video and you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That would really help support me and I would appreciate it. Then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Do you agree with which players I'm buying or selling or do you have a different perspective? Let me know your reasoning and I'll respond to everyone who comments down below. But let's get right into it. Currently the consensus number one overall pick, it is going to be Christian McCaffrey going here at the 101 and I'm totally buying C-Mac at this price. In every video I talk about Christian McCaffrey, I always point to the fact that he is my clear locked in 101 overall pick. I just don't really think anyone can compare to Christian McCaffrey when he is on the field. He just has a ceiling that we don't really see at the running back position. The guy can legitimately go out and average 30 plus PPR points per game. You're just not going to find that with any of these other running backs. His involvement in the rushing and receiving game together is just so powerful. He can go out and get you 1,000 plus rushing and receiving yards. He is the number one target and focal point of that Carolina Panthers offense. And honestly, I think can provide a positional advantage that you don't normally see at the running back position. You know, normally with the running backs, there are kind of a lot of those top dogs that are very close together. But I think if Christian McCaffrey has a great year, he could legitimately be averaging, you know, four or five points per game more than the next few guys, which is crazy. You know, that's like a Travis Kelsey level from last season. And that is just so valuable. So if I have the 101, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey 100% of the time. Now with the 102, it is Dalvin Cook. And I'm also totally buying this ADP for Dalvin Cook. He is clearly my RB2 in my rankings, obviously behind Christian McCaffrey. The entire Minnesota Vikings offense revolves around Dalvin Cook. They run that offense through him. He's going to get a ton of work on the ground and is also going to have some involvement in the receiving game. Maybe not to the same level as Christian McCaffrey, but he's going to be very involved. They feed him in the red zone. He was at the top of all those red zone touch categories at the running back position. And so if I'm on the clock with the 102, I will likely be going with Delvin Cook 100% of the time, just like I'm going with Christian McCaffrey at the 101. Now at the third overall pick, this is currently where Derrick Henry is being drafted. And I'm also going to be buying him at this current price. I do actually have him as my fourth overall player. I have Alvin Kamara as my third overall, but I really could not fault you at all if you went Derrick Henry at number three. I have him and Kamara just neck and neck, so I really think it just depends on what kind of player you're looking for. I think Derrick Henry is probably the more consistent, safer option. He basically seems like a lock to be going for 1,500 plus yards, 15 plus touchdowns, and it's crazy to say that that's a lock, but it just seems like if he's on the field for a full 17 games, I just don't see how he doesn't put up those numbers. This offense is going to be great once again. They brought in Julio Jones. They're going to be scoring touchdowns all over the place. And you know they're still going to run that offense through Derrick Henry. Obviously, he doesn't have the same receiving upside as a lot of these other top running backs, which I think does limit his ceiling. But if you want a guy who's going to be a high-end RB1 in your lineup the entire season, Derrick Henry is your guy. At the 104, it's a guy I just mentioned, Alvin Kamara. And like I said, he is my third overall running back and third overall player. So I'm totally going to buy him here at the 104 slot. 
He's probably the closest thing you're going to get to Christian McCaffrey in terms of his rushing and receiving combined. And that is very valuable for fantasy. In all four years of his NFL career, he has caught 80 plus passes, which is just crazy impressive and consistent, especially out of the backfield. He had a monster 2020 season, was the RB1 in total points. I don't know if he's going to have that same upside this year, just because I don't think this situation with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston is as good as his situation was with Drew Brees, just because Drew Brees was just feeding him the ball on the dump offs, you know, once he wasn't really pushing the ball down the field later in his career. But no matter what, the Saints are going to be relying on Alvin Kamara to carry them, especially now with Mike Thomas. You know, we don't know what's up with him. Is he going to be back? Is he going to be playing? You know, are they going to settle this dispute they have? If they don't, Alvin Kamara just becomes even more of the workhorse in the rushing and receiving game. So you really can't go wrong with him here at the 104. Next up at the fifth overall pick, this is where Ezekiel Elliott is currently being selected. And I'm also going to be buying him. That's five straight buys. Even though he is not my fifth overall player or my fifth overall running back, I still think this is a very solid pick. I do have Aaron Jones ahead of him, so Zeke is my RB6, and so I'd rather be taking him at the 6th overall or later, but I really couldn't hate on this pick at all. I expect Zeke to have a major bounce back season this year. You know, prior to 2020, he was just a locked in, you know, mid to high end RB1, and I think he's going to return to that form this year. Everything went wrong from last year, but a lot of that has been corrected. And the biggest factor, I mean, straight up, is Dak Prescott being back in the lineup. He's just going to totally elevate this offense. They're going to be putting up some huge numbers, especially with this awful Cowboys defense. They're going to need to be scoring the entire game, and Zeke is definitely going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of that. So totally fine with him going here at the 105. Now at the sixth pick, this is going to be my first sell, and it is Travis Kelsey. I did a video a few days ago talking about biggest busts in each round, and Travis Kelsey was my first round pick. And it's nothing against Kelsey as a player. You know, I totally expect him to finish as the tight end one this season, but here's the issue. Him going as the sixth overall player, it puts so much pressure on him to basically put up the same numbers to last season, which was a career high in almost every category, or to even outperform those numbers. Because even if he finishes as the tight end one, you know, we saw in 2018 and 2019, he was the tight end one, but he was very close together to that next guy. In 2018, I believe he was 0.9 points per game behind Zach Ertz. And then in 2019, him and Kittle basically averaged the exact same points per game. And so he could finish as the tight end one, but if he has a very close difference between Darren Waller or George Kittle, who you're able to get, you know, at the end of the second round, early to mid third, then this is not going to be a very effective pick for you. And I just can't be picking him here ahead of some workhorse running backs, most notably Aaron Jones. And so even though I love the player and think he's a very consistent fantasy option, I'd much rather be drafting him at the late first round or the early second. If you guys watch this channel, you know that I like to go running backs early and often. And really the only exception to this rule for me would be Devontae Adams in the middle of the first round. I currently have him as my seventh overall player, which is where he's going here. I'm basically taking him after my top six running backs. You know, I think once I see a pretty solid drop off in those top tier RB1s, that's where I feel confident taking my shot on what I think is going to be the clear number one wide receiver again. 
He has the highest upside of any wide receiver. Him and Rodgers are just great together, and they're going to be together for at least one more season. And so I'd be willing to buy into that again going into 2021. Now at the eighth overall pick, this is currently where Tyreek Hill is being drafted. And I'm actually going to sell him at this current ADP. And it's nothing against Tyreek Hill. I do have him as my wide receiver too. And this is where he's being drafted. But I just think there's a pretty solid difference between Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. So I don't think they should be separated by only one pick. You still have some workhorse running backs here. Guys like Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb maybe even a guy like Saquon Barkley. And so I would not be willing to pick Tyreek Hill here, especially when you look at the value you can get at wide receiver, you know, at the end of the second, third, fourth round, there's just so many guys on board that I'm not willing to take Tyreek Hill here at the eighth overall pick. I do think he's going to have a big season. I do think he's going to have a great shot at finishing as a top three wide receiver, but I don't think his numbers are going to separate him enough from those guys being picked behind him. And so I'd much rather go with a workhorse RB at this slot. Coming in at the 109, it is Aaron Jones. And this is a clear, clear buy for me. He is my RB5 overall behind that big four of McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, and Kamara. I expect him to have another great season. This Packers offense as a whole is just going to be feasting once again. Ever since Rodgers has been back, he's just been slotted in as my fifth overall player. And I really don't think I'm going to change it. 2019 and 2020 were back-to-back high-end RB1 finishes. And I don't see why he doesn't repeat that here in 2021. Here at the 10th overall pick, this is where Stefan Diggs is being selected. And I'm also going to be selling him at this ADP. I kind of think this is what's happening with these wide receivers. So when Devontae Adams, we didn't know, you know if Aaron Rodgers was going to come back or not. So Devontae Adams' ADP fell from like the sixth overall player down to like 17, 18, you know, in that mid second round range. And that ended up pushing Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs up. You know, originally they were very late first round picks, early second round picks, but they got pushed up, you know, now being viewed as the wide receiver one and wide receiver two. But it seems like now that Devontae Adams is back up at the top, it doesn't really seem like Hill or Diggs ADP was super affected even though I think it definitely should have been. They're still going ahead of these workhorse running backs, even though I think there's a solid difference between Adams and Hill and Diggs. So I'm definitely going to be selling him here at this slot, even though he is my wide receiver three overall. Saquon Barkley comes in here at the 111, and I'm going to be buying him at this ADP, but it definitely is still a little bit scary. I mean, obviously he has a major ceiling just due to his own athleticism and his talent as a player. But his situation around him and all the circumstances that are surrounding him, this team, are obviously not ideal. The most major one is definitely his injury. I don't think he's going to be back by week one, at least not on a full snap count. So that is definitely worrying. Then just the offensive line and overall offensive production are definitely a little bit suspect. But I do think here at the end of the first round is definitely a much more palatable spot to be taking that risk. You know, because before he was being drafted as like the fifth overall player, and it was like no shot I'm taking on all this risk at such a high price. But I think this is definitely a more reasonable draft slot. If you were to not draft him here at the 11th overall, I really couldn't fault you because there are much more consistent, you know, seemingly safer options like Eckler or Chubb on the board. But I do think this is a decent slot to buy in on Saquon. All right, so this is the final player of the first round at pick number 12. This is where Austin Eckler is currently being selected. 
and this is going to be a buy from me. I think he should be going ahead of Diggs and Hill. He's definitely kind of like that mid-tier running back group for me, and I think he's going to have a very solid season. I think he has some nice safety just because you know what he can do in the receiving game, but he also has some crazy upside this year. If he can just put it all together, add all these roles of the offense, basically kind of take over that Christian McCaffrey role. Obviously, he's not as talented as Christian McCaffrey, but if he can just get all those different aspects, the red zone work, the workload carries, keep that work in the receiving game, he could put together a monster season and has legitimate like top three running back upside. And so I definitely want to be buying in on him here at his current 12th overall draft price. So those are my thoughts on pick one through pick 12. Let me know down below in the comments, do you guys agree with who I was buying and who I was selling? If you guys agree, let me know why. If you disagree, also let me know why. I'll be responding to everyone who comments. Thank you guys again so much for the support. And then make sure you guys just look out in the next few days. I'm going to continue kind of this little mini series. So I'm going to be going through rounds two, three, four, and five in these next couple of days. So make sure you guys look out for that. But that's all I have today. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you tomorrow.